All right, listen up, Spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. You're listening to You Suck with Al and Tom. You're one stop for this sort of thing. Hi guys, welcome to You Suck Podcast. This is me, Alex Whiteley. This is me, Tom Bruno. And that was strange. That was a strange way for you to say that, by the way. This is this is me, <laughs> Alex Whiteley. And this is this this is me. This. In case anyone All was convinced or uh, confused that you are not Alex Whiteley. Maybe we should do that. <laughs> Maybe we should be like, I'm Tom Bruno, and I'll be like, oh, I'm Alex Whiteley. I'd be like, I thought <laughs> Alex Whiteley was classier and British. I'd be like, Meh. whatever. Meh. Um. Yeah. Apologies for last week's episode, by the way, because um, I uh, the one with I'm McGinley. Streamyard are doing this thing now. I guess it's because I keep switching mixes because we've got two mixes now. I've got the one behind me there, which is for the radio, and the one here for the podcast stuff. Right. So I'm having mm. to switch back in two. And Streamyard is like, uh, it forgets the devices. And what it did last week, last for last week's show, it it switched it to my laptop microphone. So I sounded like oh, this when I was on the. Fuck. It happened. Like it's so funny. Like you, you would think like four years, like you four and a half years, me four years. Um, you figure that we'd like always think about this stuff. But even even people that have been doing it for a while forget this type of stuff. Like we can't we can't expect us to remember everything. It's, it's impossible. It's improbable. It's unlikely. <laughs> These things happen, and uh, you know. Um, Moose is is he's doing really really well. By the way, he's he's come onto Thor's skin. He's editing ep- episodes. He's doing a great job. Um, but he he was having issues with his microphone. He's like, oh my god, I'm having issues. I was like, dude, it literally happened to me last week. <laughs> I've been doing this for years. It literally happens to anybody. But hey ho, we're here, we're here. Um, and um, yeah, how are you, you been, been doing, Tom? Good, good. I've been good, man. Fuck, it's my birthday tomorrow. I know. I know. I know. Fucking thirty thirty. <laughs> Yeah, like you'll get your complimentary dick pic via email like every year. I feel like you just kind of set it on auto send. Like you take like 20 at the beginning of the year and then you set it for calendars. It's just like, so Tom, this is January. This is December. This is fucking March. This is February. And it's really classy, though, because you like put some background to it. I, I feel like ribbons. you're really it's all fancy ribbons tied around. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tie a yellow ribbon around the old. Alex Tree, as they I've got a dicky bow for my dick. <laughs> <laughs> dicky bow. <laughs> Fucking so today, because tomorrow is a national holiday in the U.S. So if you're a good place, like uh, like if you work for somewhere that's actually like you know cares about their employees, you get the day off tomorrow. It's Martin Luther King Day, really? which is awesome. Yeah, man. Like it's it's in it's kind of cool because like my kids are learning about Martin Luther King, and it, I got right. really like. I got really weird when my son mentioned it and I was like, Oh, what'd you find out about him? He's like, well, he was, he was a leader in the civil rights. I was like, good, good. And he's like, and someone shot him. And I was like, mm, kind of, I'm like some coward assassinated him from other buildings. Cause if you think about like Lee Harvey Oswald, right? Um, everybody knows who Lee Harvey Oswald, you know, for the most part, you, you, you know, he's the guy who killed JFK. Um, Jack Ruby. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, so if you believe such things, um, Jack Ruby walks up after Lee Harvey Oswald's you know conv- uh, convicted and all that stuff and in, in jail, walks up, shoots the dude, 
face to face, like bam, and everyone's like, "No, Jack, why?" Like all that type of stuff. But like for a man like Martin Luther King, they had to go like three buildings away and assassinate him because they just didn't have the like like the hoofdas, the the cojones to go and do it to his face, which really disappoints me. So I was like, "No, man!" Like they sniped martin luther king and they assassinated him and i'd like clarify a tiny bit because i was like they didn't just shoot him dude like the, like the man was very very important so they give us the day off um to commemorate his his person which is awesome because as a kid i got the day off of school ever so often on my birthday because my birthday falls on martin luther king day um but also because it's a holiday because i'm gonna be at work i'm celebrating my birthday today in every aspect except we're gonna do cake tomorrow I don't know. I don't know why I'm comfortable doing everything else. Like a separate thing. No, 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 no. This happens on your birthday. But yeah, we've got yeah, a funeral yeah. today. No, no, no. We're gonna have cake. No, 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 no. Cake. We're gonna have cake. It's fucking who cares if that motherfucker died? I live. I'm important. <laughs> Another year. <laughs> <laughs> One more year. Um. So I'm gonna go. I had to beg the wife. I had to beg the wife to go watch a movie with me tonight. Not because she doesn't want to spend time with me. Because we've been doing a lot more of that actually, which is good. Good for the relationship. Um, but so like, you're gonna go see Kingsman. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Kingsman. No, you're gonna go I'm gonna see Spider Man. No, I'm not gonna see Spider Man, even though that'd probably be a good choice. Don't say that out loud if Shona finds out that movie's mm. playing. She's gonna make me go watch that. I'm gonna go see Scream Five. Um, I know. I, I know, mean, I know. Uh, I'm both. I'm both not surprised at all. Not and a little bit. It's one of those things like you put a film up against Spider Man at any time. It's gonna lose, isn't it? Unless it's your shit, which Scream is definitely your shit. Well, it's it's like this. Like, I, okay, so Scream's very important to me. Like, it was one of the first like horror movies that ever made me excited to see horror movies. That like, came out in '96. Like, I was I was eight years old, and I didn't even know what Scream was about. But I heard about Scream because my best friend growing up, his mom was really responsible and let him watch every movie that she ever watched growing up. So he like he saw Scream before me. And he was trying to explain it to me and I didn't get it. So then like we rented it like two weekends later. And you know what that's like, man. Like you, you, you rent a movie with your friend. You fucking you when we used to rent movies at the movie store. And good like days. get home, you're super dude, good times and great times. And we'd like throw it on and we watched the movie and then you you had something. You had a little bit of knowledge that not everybody had because like not everybody's parents let them watch horror movies at that age. So I, I love the franchise. I, I've seen every single one of them, and like I was really surprised that my local theater is carrying it. It's a very small theater, like it's tiny, dude. And there, I think there's like four screens or something, and one of them is gonna have fucking scream on it. So I was like, I'm gonna go watch that. So I asked the wife, I was like, Hey, you're gonna go watch Scream with me, right? And she's like, uh, I don't really like scary movies because she lied, by the way. Let's back up uh, 15 years ago when I, when I met my wife, and I was like, Yeah, horror movies, the shit, right? And she's like, Totally is They're the best. I love horror. <laughs> I think I, I think I miss her. She's like, I love horrors. So I'm like, Yeah, so do I. They're awesome, right? Um, and fucking so she's gonna. <laughs> Oh, nay, so, you didn't. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking, so, like, I'm like, you're, you're going to go watch with this movie with me, right? And she's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, you're going to make me invite somebody else to go watch a movie? And she's like, well, it's not like you couldn't find someone to watch a movie. But I was like, yeah, but I want to spend time with you. And she's like, okay. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go watch screen. So that's what I'm doing. I'm leaving my kids home by themselves. I'm saying, fuck you. Take care of yourselves for a few seconds. I'm going to go watch a movie with the wife. That's what I'm doing, and I'm and I'm eating ribs because that's what I do on my birthday. I used to be I used to be a, a fried shrimp guy. Like every single birthday for like ten years, I eat fried shrimp because they're fucking delectable. What'd you eat for your birthday? Like when when it's your birthday, do you have a meal like a go to meal? Um, 
I mean, like there have been a few occasions where um, I like I like I like meat. I like you know, um, my last yeah, birthday we went to Hickory's, which is which we've yeah, spoken about many times before. You can go to ribs and yeah, and I had um, what did I have? I had one you of those have, like, giant. The whole... Didn't you have like the brisket and the ribs and the pork and like the whole kit and caboodle? No, I had um, uh, a giant rib, giant fucking rib yeah. thing I had uh, yeah, for my birthday. Um, that's, that's, that's like my favorite thing. That's like good novelty. Like barbecue food for me is like, it's like, it's just so brilliant. <laughs> it's my it favorite is. thing. Fucking, um, so yeah, like, would you, would you, like, cause okay, so like where you live, you you obviously have like a backyard. If if I'm a, see the problem is like I get your old place, your new place, kind of like mixed up. Do you have a do you have a backyard right now? I don't, but we have what's called the Rebrook right in our doorstep. So we don't have a, we don't have a garden, but there's a giant area of rivers and meadows and trees Ooh. and all sorts on our back door. So, oh, is it like Sherwood Forest? Is that where you live? Are you Robin? It is. It is. You've got to be careful which area you sort of walk around with the kids because you might get mowed down by, you know, pikemen. <laughs> Some spears right for you. you know. All I know about Sherwood Forest is you don't hunt the king's deer there. I've I've seen enough movies that I know what happens when you shoot the king's deer. You get in trouble. <laughs> um, speaking of movies that you probably don't agree with, I watched uh, Hotel Transylvania four last night with the kids. Dog shit, right? Uh, dog shit. I was gonna say <laughs> like these these films when they get sequelized and sequelized and sequelized, it's almost like you, you know when you, you you're making cordial or, or juice with water. Mm. You know, you put too much water in, and it just tastes like water. That's what I imagine uh, these films are getting like. Um, well, yeah. put it this way, like Adam Sandler, who says yes to everything that I'm making a buck and I'm not going to begrudge him on the fact like I appreciate the man wants to make money. Good for him. Um, he's not in it. And neither is fucking um, his best friend there. Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin, what's his last name? The big guy. What's what's his name? The the big guy that was on Mall Cop and all that shit. Oh, not Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Smith. Kevin, Kevin Smith. No, no, no. The other Kevin. Um, the comedian dude. He's also friends with Joe Rogan. I can't remember what the fuck his name is. Um, anyways, he's not in it. And you can really tell. Like, my kids didn't care. My wife didn't care. But, like, I don't know. But here's the, here's the very funny thing. Like, we made it through the whole movie. And I'm watching with the kids. They're enjoying it. That's the important part, right? I don't, it doesn't really matter if I like Hotel Transylvania 4. It matters that the kids like it. We get to the end of the movie and they did one thing that was really clever. They have a they have a show on Amazon uh, for Hotel Transylvania, which is a cartoon. And they actually like kind of turned the because it's uh, it's like, a you know, like a 3D animated movie. Right. Um, so they turned it from that when they like, oh, like the daughter's like, oh, we made a few adjustments and they open the door and it's the cartoon. So they're kind of like, hey, we're going to continue the show. We're not going to make any more movies, but we're going to do the show, which is how we're going to continue the story, which is cool. But the amazing part is we're watching the credits and like there's this big screen. and All of a sudden everyone stops paying attention. And I see Tom Bruno fucking head layout designer. And I'm like, whoa. But I fucking pause that shit. And everyone's like, does that say Tom Bruno? I was like, yeah, it fucking does. So like I, I'm gonna reach out to the student and be like, hey, Get him on the show, um, man. Fucking that's dude, it. Hey. He smells it the same way. So I'm like, bro, Tom Bruno, Tom Bruno, why don't you oh, fucking hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How, how else would you spend spell brute brute? 
Uh, there's a French Bruno. way. B R E A U something something. Oh yeah, something. okay. Bru- yeah, yeah, like Buena Vista. Blue no. Okay, yeah. Blue no. Yeah. It was yeah, Kevin yeah. James who you were talking about, by the way. Yes, Kevin James. There we go. That's the guy. Um, not Kevin Smith. Um, so Kevin James and Adam Sandler are neither in the film, and you can really tell. So it's kind of like eh, if they don't want to be a part of it, what's that say about the story? And neither is Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg passed, but everybody else came back. Um. What? Okay. So. What we're gonna, I, I will get back to this because I've watched a couple of things as well. But while while we're doing cool. this, um, I am going to be talking with Andy about our first cars. Um, okay. so I'm saving pictures. There's a few people on a, on the group messaging as well. Uh-huh. Um, what was your first car? I'm going to get a picture of it. Um, it, my first car was a Nissan Quest van, nineteen ninety. 690 it was like uh turk not turquoise it was like a forest green nissan quest van um it was dope as fuck it was so dope like i picked it because i didn't pick it my parents gave it to me um but like i enjoyed it <laughs> oh my god like okay all right okay no i like it i like don't, it i like it don't judge <laughs> don't judge like the first car i got though like it, pull, pull this up too because I, I need some like i need some defense. no no no, no, no. we're gonna wait till andy's here to do this yeah yeah i'm not uh, saying pulled up i'm saying like pulled up on your screen and get it ready it's it's uh 1993 um ford thunderbird 5.0 it was red it was dope as fuck that car was fast so 1993 1993 1993 ford thunderbird thunderbird yeah yeah that's it because like we don't, because <laughs> we're Americans, and it's like the Thunder Cougar Falkenberg. Fuck it, that's how we name cars over here. Name after hot ass animals. Um, you, I was having you, talk- you have the same sort of like all the cars look the kind of look the same. Wow. And I'll explain more about this in a second, but yeah, that's um, car racism, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> car racism. <laughs> that's car racism. Oh god. Okay, so did you watch? Uh, did you watch Book of Fett? Just did you continue watching? I, I, so uh, today, um, I was going to spend. I, I opened up my laptop, plugged it in. I was like, "Fuck, I got so." Because I woke up at like eleven o'clock. I tried to stay up for the uh, the NFL playoffs last night, and I fell asleep towards the end of the first game, <laughs> which was a nightmare. Um, so I didn't actually make it to the uh, the Bills Pats game, which I really wanted to watch. Um, anyway, so uh, I woke up late this morning. Thought, oh, I'm gonna. Open up my laptop, do some work. I was like, but fuck it. I've got a podcast in night. So I'm going to sit and watch Boba Fett. So I did. I watched episode two and I'm halfway through episode three now. I found it beautiful, man. I really, I was like, oh my God. Like, oh, the way he tries to understand um, the culture of, of the, of the um, Raiders, of the Tuscans, like the way he delicately, like, because he could have gone all fucking. Anakin Skywalker on their ass and be like, they're the savages, they're backwards savages, man. I murdered them, the women, the children. <laughs> you just fucking mordied that whole thing. You bunch of savages, bunch of bunch of backwards savages. It's fucking hilarious. And they smell like piss all the time. Um, <laughs> but he didn't. He understood. He he went he went out of his way to understand their culture, help them. And then try and build like a civilization for him, and it you know kind of backfires a little bit. Um, plus they plus they were kicking his ass like every exactly. single step. That's what I mean. 
Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. They, like, I, I do love that quite a bit. And then he saves the little and spoilers for Book of A. Um, they like it, he like he saves the youngling and he fucking like they accept him into the culture. They teach him how to fight with a bantha stick. Oh, it's fucking cool, man. Like, I, yeah. I really dig that. And it's so funny because like the latest episode, I'm not gonna tell you about it because I want you to watch it. But like, there's a scene where they're kind of racing through Tatooine um on speeder bikes and like at the end of it i was like wow that was so back to the future and my wife's like that's what i was thinking i was like yeah we're on the same page let's fuck <laughs> can you imagine it was awesome <laughs> fucking all of a sudden he's like i hate bantha manure and he fucking like you know gets sick or whatever um, Boba fett yeah. looks at he goes where are we going we don't need roads oh my god <laughs> he's like yeah no shit it's all it's all sand here Fett, and he's mm. like, "Fuck you!" And he fucking just shoots him because he's cool like that. You excited for no, Obi Wan? Yes, really excited. The fact that Hayden Christian's coming back, Christensen is coming back, is just amazing. Because like, it, yeah, he's reprising he? his role as Darth Vader. Oh, is he? Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. I mean, like, did you? By the way, really, I know we're jumping all over the place. Um, you you've seen who's been like directing all these Book of Fed episodes, right? Tom Favreau, yeah. No, 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 no. He's producing him. No, no, no. The director is Robert Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking. So that's why it's got this really cool feel to it. It's like very desperado. Um, anyways, back to back to what you're saying. <laughs> um, they uh, I don't feel like they've missed yet on the latest iterations of like television shows for Star Wars. I don't I don't see a miss. Like, and I was I was a little disappointed when you were like, Yeah, oh, I'm not really, you know, I'm giving a chance, but I'm not really into Fett. Yeah, I was like, man, but like I truly did don't wrong you changed you know you're you're obviously now into it but they don't they haven't missed which is really impressive because i feel like the uh the marvel shows kind of hit and miss really that's a, that's a controversial co co comment to make i didn't like I, I i only got through the first episode of falcon the winter soldier i really like that i mean it's a different type of show it is different. it really is um um uh but like what i think hmm, yeah they have different shows of different styles and what i love about the mcu is and i will go on to this in a bit because have you watched eternals yet no i'm saving that that's one of those movies like the thing is like we didn't even make it to shang chi i don't maybe i'm going through like a weird phase in my life where i'm just like not in this or when it's fucking but... not don't appreciate art <laughs> i'm joking wow <laughs> shang chi wow. beautiful man. i'm joking I, I didn't say it wasn't beautiful it's not like i'm sitting here be like shang chi's stupid i just i like we got halfway through it we were kind of tired we fell asleep um and so like we didn't finish watching it so like i i do need to finish watching shang chi i need to watch the eternals i saw you defending it though i was i was i was happy about that like i i love it when you defend things because you don't get shitty about it you just speak very eloquently about things and you're like you know oh wow fucking, that's, of, that's interesting eloquent is not a word that's used to describe me that often so thank you for that tom you're very welcome it is and i am celebrating my birthday so i'm feeling very you know gracious and stuff and yeah i don't think i even said happy birthday for tomorrow or today wherever you. the fuck thank you're you. putting it I'll, i'm sure i'll get a fucking email or a, a message from you tomorrow like i always do because that's what you and me do we fucking if we wait for each other's birthdays to really blow each other it's like look, we're so fucking love each other oh my god and then we because we do love each other we've been doing we've been hanging out for fucking Never met. We've been hanging out for fucking <laughs> three and a half years, four years now. Still don't know what I smell like. Um, <laughs> well, our guest is here all the way from Florida. Oh, shit. This time. Oh, my God. From one side of, of your country to the other. Um, 
we bring in the voice that is Mr. Andy Imov. Hello. Oh, shit. What up, boys? What up, How's buddy? Going? going pretty good, man. Going pretty good. Um, we just had a, a pretty, I don't want to call it like a serious storm um, come through here, but uh, it was windy, rainy, and uh, made me feel sort of like I was back in Oregon a little bit, except for now it's passing and the sun's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, fucking let's uh, let's talk about the weather. Um, so you posted something very funny the other day, um, which was all your flo- all your friends want to come to Florida for this reason, and it's because you're the only state right now that's actually in a temperature that's <laughs> respectable. What's the temperature right there right now, Andy? Uh, let's see here. Um, it's actually quite low for for the part of Florida that we're in. It's uh, fifty degrees. Oh, the whole 50. Damn. Mm-hmm. Better bust out that jacket, bro. It's negative 16 Fahrenheit here right now in Vermont. That is disgusting. Who who chooses to live in that? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know, which is stupid because I'm like, I'm doing this uh this this uh YouTube thing with with Donnie about how we love um New England. And in times like this, <laughs> I really don't want to do the show because I'm like, I don't like New England right now. It's so fucking cold. I For the, uh, the non-American listeners, by the way, um, that's minus twenty-six Celsius. Minus twenty-six. Dude, it's Fuck that. Sorry, Dude, no. it's so cold. Like we went to the water, we went to the water park yesterday and like it's on top of J peak on top of a mountain. Like it was really hot inside the water park. It was like 90 something degrees. I'm in a bathing suit, the whole nine. It's awesome. But like like, I'm going to open a window. They're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Um, It was so cold that like the tubes, like the water slide tubes go outside to kind of wrap back in and then shut down one of them because it started icing over on the inside. So yeah, yeah, it was cold. Could Um, you imagine going down that slide where it's like 80, 90 degrees and then all of a sudden you hit like an icicle area. What yeah. what kind of a burn would you get on your ass from that? Where it's just, I, ooh, it's I warm. My scrotum on the. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, it's more like I like ice cuts you. Ice can cut you really bad. I've gotten some pretty bad ice cuts, dude. And because I live in the middle of nowhere, um, but like I'd be really afraid of like going down. All of a sudden, you like leave a sheer thing of like like huge layer of skin off in the thing, and then you can make like a book out of that shit afterwards. You guys got um, like a, a crazy resistance to it, though. I mean, yesterday we were, we were going to go out for a bike family bike ride, and where our car park is at the back of our building, it's cobbled, right? So it's brick brick face sort of cobbled. And we're out, and it was like it's just like a sheet ice, sheet ice, and we we're like, nah, we can't do it. I'm just didn't go on our bike ride. Where, where Timmy, like, get inside and see apocalypse. <laughs> it was too dangerous, man, because he is not an accomplished bike rider. So I was like, no, 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 it's too dangerous. Whereas you guys would be like, no, 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 this is what we live for. Yeah. We make special tires for such a thing, Alex. They actually make, t- for people that are so dedicated for biking, they make tires that are good for like ice and snow. They're like, this fucking fat like you can you can ride that shit bro i i don't because that's stupid but people can <laughs> um andy re- really quickly because alex has a couple things he wants to accomplish um you speaking of you living in florida you made a big move from oregon to florida mm-hmm. fucking what's that like because you and me are americans right we, we love we love the travel we love the drive tell because I've, I've never moved that fucking far what's that like to pack up everything and like, kind of describe like like how you went about it and kind of tell us the story of like traveling from where you went to where you are now, if you don't mind. Well, sure. So first of all, we can start out with the fact that I hated Oregon. I mean, I had for a long time. I was born and raised there, but I always hated it. And um, so when the opportunity arose 
to leave. And my wife was like, all right, I, I want to consider leaving because it's just things are getting weird there. The taxes are totally out of control. Um, I mean, Oregon's paying a dollar more a gallon for gas than uh, almost any other state. I mean, you can go down in California, pay five, $6 a gallon. I paid five twenty five a gallon for gas in our motor home getting seven and a half, eight miles to the gallon. So it was almost a dollar a gallon to drive through California. California is a total loss, by the way. I mean, now I know why Gavin Newsom just keeps letting it burn down every wildfire season. <laughs> it's, it's a total loss. Like that's yeah. honestly, uh, that is the comprehensive plan that Oregon, California, and Washington have to combat COVID. They're going to get rid of COVID by just letting the entire uh, West Coast burn to the ground. Like that, I'm convinced that's what they're trying to do now. Sounds reasonable. You know, when we made the decision that we were going to move, we decided right off the bat, we're not taking a bunch of our stuff with us. All the furniture is going to get sold. Um, A huge quantity of my tools got sold. Um, You know, my my mechanic shit. So uh, my cherry picker and my engine stands and and, a couple of my jacks. I kept one jack. I did keep my welder. Um, I kept one tool cart. Uh, I kept one small air compressor it wasn't my like portable air compressor but it wasn't my my big um dual stage tank i went ahead and sold that i was like fuck it i'll just replace it if i need to you know we didn't even have a house lined up keep in mind we just we bought our motorhome because we knew we were going to be moving and then living so i bought something a little bigger it's a winnebago uh 36 foot um it's got the uh Chevy 496, last of the oh, big blocks, snap. 8.1 liter Vortec. <laughs> no, uh, now, that's now when you, she when runs. You approach, when you approach that, do you do when when your wife's like, so why do we need this? Because I want a bango. And then she's like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. It's just for the joke, right? You don't buy it for any other reason for that name, right? Right. Well, right, exactly. Yeah. No, it, it turned out that we got a pretty good deal on it. Hmm. And um it, and it just worked out. You know, we lived on the beach for two months. Um, her new boss found us a spot in an RV park. And so before we had left, we had put an offer in on a house sight unseen. Uh, we had an RV spot lined up to bring our RV to, and, uh, she had a job and I was already making some moves. I've been working with a production company ever since we moved down here. And so we both had some, some good lines on, on work and the possibility of a home and stuff like that. Well, it worked. We ended up buying the house. As you can see, I've got garbage just laying everywhere. Yeah. I have not finished my, my room yet, but uh, this door that I'm pointing to, if you can see that mm-hmm. uh, that's a walk-in closet in this uh, spare bedroom. And I've already turned that into a vocal booth. So um, it's, it's worked out very well the other day. Um, I had somebody send me a script and they were like, we need this done ASAP half an hour, turned it around to them. It is so nice having a sound treated space. It is so nice. No, no reverberations, no echoes, just the dampening sounds. So that's, where you're going to murder people now, right? No Dexter room in the background. <laughs> it's all, it's all plastic out. It's going to be a little bit weird because it's only uh, a four by four or four by four and a half. So they're going to have to be standing while I dismember them. It's a very unfortunate, but you know, we, we do what we you can. You do not sit down, sir. You do not sit down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but boys. Uh, so anyways, we did end up driving down through California. I noticed you just had a route pulled up, Alex. Yeah, I did. Um, There's two pictures, 43 hour drive. <laughs> yeah. So 2,934 miles. 
we went down to San Diego to visit family. What a huge mistake. I should have just skipped California. <laughs> what a huge mistake. I hate people so much. It was it was awful. So if you could imagine taking that route and running it down to where it says San Diego and then across Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, we visited family in Texas. And then uh, once we hit Houston, we just traveled along the coastline all the way over to uh, where we are now. The little, um, uh, I don't know what you call it. it. The top part of Florida, the northern part is called the Panhandle. And we're about midway. We're in Panama City. Did you did you literally just start singing Panama when you started? That's what I would do. I'd be like, Panama. <laughs> I did. I actually made up my own song. It was called Get Me the Fuck Out of Here. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you sing us a few bars? That sounds excellent. It's going to be a hit. How, I can't how believe you... Let me move the mic away for me. Ah! <laughs> That's how it starts. How have you acclimatized to the weather change? Because I imagine it's a, a lot warmer <laughs> you are now than it was up in Oregon. I love it. All of my <laughs> friends were like, oh, you're so crazy. It's going to be hot and humid. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. That's why I'm moving there. Wow. <laughs> what a bad defense and what a bad reason. Not the defense. What a bad like way to attack you for moving somewhere. Fuck it. It's going to be hot. What are you going to do about that heat? And you're like, love it. What do you fucking mean? <laughs> what the fuck are you saying right now? Your own. <laughs> we're on the beach in Florida. Of course, it's going to be hot and humid. Like, why else would I go? I feel like your rigs from fucking Lethal Weapon right now. You're just like living on the beach and you fucking going to have uh what's his face? Uh, That guy. Who's the guy? Fuck from Lethal Weapon 2. I can't believe I can't remember his fucking name. Anyways, you're just going to get like a helicopter attack and shit. And he's like, not the not the welder. And he fucking drags out. What about your wife? Oh, yeah, her too. <laughs> Imagine me trying to escape a, an attack helicopter coming, but I have to bring the slides in first on the motor home. I'm like, oh, come yeah. on, come on. Just... <laughs> I, <get rid> of... <laughs> I should have bought a fucking other car. Oh, my God. I want a bango and your wife. Oh, my God. I love this so much. So when you make a move like that, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of like logistic steps you got to fuck think of. I mean, like, how scary is that? Because like you, you the comfort of like your house and everything you've established and growing up somewhere, you, you really made yourself a nice little spot. And then you decide just to pack it all up and get the fuck out of there. Mm -hmm. Like, how how scary is that? And how long does that feeling last before you just kind of get the fuck over it and you're like, nope, I'm cool. This is fine. Well, so as far as having a nice little place um, with everything we wanted, that was starting to evaporate in Oregon. Um, I was just, I was very unhappy. Um, you know, we had junkies shooting up in our uh, in our front yard, you know. Um, I remember the last time we spoke to you, somebody in, in your wife's work, right? Mm -hmm. Locked yep. in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, our um goat house with mm. five goats and five newborn babies that were a week or so old somehow caught fire. We don't know how. I mean, the odds of a transient trying to come through and and um hang out in our goat barn to get out of the weather is pretty high. Um, and it burned down and it killed all of our animals. That was kind of the beginning of the end for me. I knew there was some kind of foul play there, and um. So, I mean, long story short, Tom, it's not scary if you're mad enough. And, and that's where I was at. I was just, I was angry and I was tired of being treated the way we were being treated. And um, I was tired of, of looking at people in all these other places that, that weren't going through what we were going through. The just outrageous uh, expense, 
of living in Oregon. Everything was costing crazy amounts of money. Uh, we had no prospect of getting a new home because the home prices were already so overinflated that you just couldn't afford to do anything. Like we, we gained a bunch of equity in our house. What were we going to do with it? Because everything was too expensive for us to buy, even if we sold our house. So it was just, it was a combination of a lot of different things. And, um, and I just didn't want to be there anymore. I, I really didn't. I didn't want to be there anymore. My wife didn't want to be there anymore. And, and it's sad, of course, leaving friends and family, but most of my extended family, I don't get along with all my friends. They've been paring themselves down for a long time. Um, you know, when my aunt stopped by and was being shitty and, um, well, I can't believe you turned your back on your family. I was just like, yeah, so sit and spin. And, um, <laughs> I, lo- I, know, I, 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 I can relate to that so much. So, so much. I mean, we moved to Shrewsbury where I don't have any of my family apart from Kaz's family. Um, and I'm so much happier. I'll pick on, on something that made me like, you know, you talk about house prices and the prices of living and stuff uh, where you were in Oregon. I think it's it's something that's happening universally because they, um, I think in April um, this year, they're throwing up the prices of the gas, of gas and electricity here in, in the UK to a point where families are going to dissolve. And mm-hmm. I, everybody's kind of like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Like there's literally people that are on sort of, very good wages that are just going to really struggle because they, and then there's, there's people that don't earn as much. They got three or four kids uh, and there's nothing that they can do. I mean, you can, you can move. I mean, it just seems it's weird that there's universal things going on where it's like, yeah, well, you, you know, you guys that, you know, uh, earn work hard and earn money to, to sort of feed your family and make sure they're safe. Well, fuck you. <laughs> it just seems to be like this terrible mm-hmm. thing at the moment. Oh, We're in a strange. little bit of a unique situation here in the United States because every single state, we don't, ever really look at them as their own individual countries. But realistically, I, I think we should look at them a little bit more that way, because now that I've, you know, driven across the country and seen all the different States, it, it is something that became very apparent. I, I mean, from the third day we were on the road, because rolling into California, that's, that's like, it's a own little thing. You know, um, we were taking the uh, Pacific coast highway. Cause my wife wanted to do some sightseeing while we were traveling down, you know, we, we left Oregon and I was like, woohoo, we're in California. This is amazing. Um, maybe a mile into us hitting California. We hit a checkpoint. They pulled us over one to let one to know what we're bringing into the state. Are we moving here? Are we passing through? Are we vaccinated? Have we had COVID? Uh, she wanted me to put my mask on, even though like I'm sitting in my RV and she's nowhere near me. I mean, it's it was just a lot of like, and I'm sitting here thinking I'm hitting a checkpoint going into a state. And then, of course, when we left California, I could see this checkpoint entering California as we were going into Arizona and it was backed up for miles. And I just thought, wow, that's that is so bizarre. But once we got away from the West Coast and we we started into Arizona and um, uh, Nevada and, and all that, um, New Mexico, it became very apparent that like oh, we're no longer on the West Coast. There's this mentality, and now that we're out of it, things have completely changed. And getting to the South especially, it's very different down here. I mean, a lot of people think of the South as being backwards, and I do feel like I could take the clock on Oregon, roll it back 15 years, and that's what North Florida looks like. But it's not in like a regressive way. I mean, the diversity here is is so much higher than in Oregon I had people come 
telling me that I was a racist because I was moving to the South. They're like, that's Trump's land. You're moving down there. And of course I get moved down here and it's like, I have never that's seen so much racial diversity in Oregon. Oregon's got like a 2% um, African-American population down here. It's 30. And huh. I, it's, it's just like, why, why is this area considered so racist when it actually legitimately has all of the diversity that the people in the very white populated areas are, are complaining about it's it's because the history right because like obviously when the civil war happened like the south were a lot of the ones that were kind of fighting for the fact to keep slavery going and don't worry i don't want to get into the politics at all but like that was over 100 years ago and this is today there you know it it seems like a very silly thing to hold your hat on to the same exact way they're like oh well fucking you know like the the southern rebel flag is racist and all stuff like yeah because it was like at the time and or at least at least now and whatever you know backwards like uh, excuse me i kind of have that backwards it was it wasn't then so much it is now whatever might be the symbol or what the fuck it is um but it's it's like they can't kind of move on from that point i've been up and down the east coast a lot like i've traveled down the east coast and it doesn't it changes like the topography changes the the you know everything changes in that way but like as far as people uh acting and the way that they like you know kind of go about that it, it, it only changes for the better in some ways like i find like my southern family is a lot more welcoming than a lot of my northern family like up here we're kind of like oh yeah let's definitely hang out and stuff but like when you go down south they really mean that you're like oh no come on over we have like Mm -hmm. you know like everybody in the family come over we're gonna have a huge dinner like it's all hanging out and stuff and they really mean that shit so like that southern hospitality is a real thing Mm -hmm. and it's it's so confusing to me that people were like really so against you moving don't want don't it do you think it's because they really want to keep you there or it's because they feel shitty that they can't do it and they feel bad that you're doing it well, you're kind of hitting on something there. Um, uh, who is it? Bob Proctor. He He's kind of this famous like uh, business motivational guy. Uh, he goes and gives talks uh, at corporate offices where he tells people, you know, you have these mental blocks. These are the things that you need to move past. You know, it's sort of like a self-improvement, self-betterment kind of a thing. But, but anyways, I was listening to one of his seminars and he said something really powerful. It's always stuck with me. He said, people who are are stuck where they're stuck. They're stuck on their level. If you're on that level too, they don't wish anything bad for you. They just don't want you to leave. Like they're not, it's not that they're not your friends, but you might get pushback simply because they can't imagine themselves on any other level than where they are. And so if you start striving for a different or a higher level, again, it's, it's not that they suddenly hate you. It's that they don't want you to leave and they don't necessarily know how to be supportive you get what i'm saying yep now out mm-hmm. did you find that when you moved like not saying like your family got shit or anything but did you find like some of your friends and stuff were really kind of not as positive about the move as you were it's it's one of those things that <clears throat> i kind of relished in a fact in, in a way that that's gonna sound really weird sorry just uncomfortable um one of the things i, I was always self-aware of is the fact that i had a massive circle of friends right half of whom didn't give a fuck about me right so moving to shrewsbury was like it was like a cleansing if you like so my close friends stuck with me and i'm speaking to today the rest of them have gone and i'm not not too fussed about it so it's kind of like it's like a okay i can start again now did you find that andy have you now got like a new circle of friends can you start again slowly and really purposefully purposefully create your own 
group of friends that you're not going to be stuck with for the rest of your life because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Whenever yeah. I talk about my shitbag car buddies, I mean, my wife just looks at me and goes, if you're calling them shitbag car buddies, maybe you shouldn't have shitbag friends. And of course, she's right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't say that too loud. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what he called you when you're not around? He called you shitbag friends. <laughs> with love, hon. I mean it with love, those pieces of shit. It's like, you know, when you say, hey, fuck bag. I don't really mean your fuck bag. Well, Andy, uh, you said you're going to invite me to your barbecue. I didn't think you were going to come here getting solid. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't coming here again. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. Uh, it's it's been weird. I mean, I had some people that just simply dropped off of the map. I, I had some people that even came by when we were moving out, like before we had left Oregon. We had a number of friends come by and tell us how wrong we were. And um, wow. my wife had friends that came and were like, "Well, I I'm not gonna uh, chicken out. I'm gonna stay and try to make a a discernible difference here." And it's just like. Good for you. Why are you just talking like such a crazy thing to do? Oh, I'm just popping around to say fuck you. Yeah, have a great day. <laughs> what discernible difference are they gonna make? Are they in politics? Are they gonna go fucking change some laws or maybe change some fucking housing shit? Maybe clean up fucking Oregon? What what discernible difference are they referring to when they say that? Are they just saying it's so arbitrarily that they're like, oh, I'm gonna make a difference? Oh yeah, how? Well, I don't know yet, but it just means that I'm not gonna leave. Yeah, With my uh, my mother in law. And don't get wrong, like it, like it doesn't really. It's it, I did not meet as much like um as much like trouble as you guys kind of met, but like like my my mother in laws when we told her we're moving up here, like up north, we're only like you know two hours away from where we live, but she's like, oh, you guys won't make it, you know, more than a couple years. Been here fucking six years now, and we we do better up here than we ever did before. And I think that thanks, man. Let's need... give me the, de the determination to stay longer. Thanks, cheers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, there's there's that also. That is a huge part of it. That is a monster part of it because you want to do ten times better than you did before. But like then you don't have the same when when you're comfortable. You have like a backup plan, right? You're like, oh, if something happens, I have X, Y, and Z I can fall back on, and I know that right mm -hmm. now. When you don't have that backup plan, you have to think of a new backup plan. You have to think of a new way not to fail. And by doing that, I think that helps you succeed more than just staying in the same rut that you were previously. It's it's an mm. interesting thing. Like I, I I I love when people do this. First of all, now I can visit you, Andy, because like the, mm -hmm. the West Coast is a really far place to go. I, I go up and down the East Coast all the time. I love the East Coast. It's I'm I'm probably never gonna move from here. Um, but I like to visit my friends. I went and visited fucking Eric in fucking Florida, and we go down quite a bit. So now, like, and we drive. So I'm like, hey, babe, let's just you know jot a little bit. He's left. gonna get you in his walking closet <laughs> to do oral with it. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, Andy, it's really soundproof in here. You're like, it totally it is, Tom. Totally is. Now squeal. What? You <laughs> <laughs> might show her and Andy's misses downstairs. Are like, what are they doing up there? They'll, they'll be a while yet. Don't worry. Shall I make a <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the panhandle? bitch <laughs> Tom, Tom, you get to call me tootsie pop do you know why oh, you're find out how many licks it takes oh, I hope <laughs> a lot i hope there's a nougaty center too because it's so delicious but hey just to back you up though we got a ton of the same stuff i'm i still am getting messages from people where they're like oh we saved you a warm spot when you come back to oregon I, yeah, i'm not no thanks i'm not no coming thanks. back you know no. and it, no. like people i've had so many people go oh um I could never, I could never do that move. I like the Pacific Northwest. I, I hate uh, everything about the South. I hate everything about that area. Um, mm. And we're going to keep a, a, again, keep a seat warm for you when you have to move back to Oregon. That's nice. And it, it, 
I don't know. That's that's so dumb. What I mean, like I I guess like if they were to say it meaningful, if they were to like really truly be like nice about the whole situation, maybe that might be different. But the way they're saying it is so, so shitty. Yeah, well, and those people have dropped off. Okay, well, except for one, actually, uh, I never thought I'd talk to this guy again. He reached out to me the other day, and he was like, "So, how exactly did you, you know, decide on the move and make the whole thing happen? Like, how did that all work?" Because he didn't come out and say this, but I am going to assume that because he hates Oregon too, but he feels too stuck to do anything. And I have a feeling he's like, well, if that potato head can do it, then why can't I? <laughs> well, it's because you have ambition. That's why you did it. And like, I think that's kind of like something that all three of us have. Like we have yeah. ambition. We don't, we don't want to be stuck at the same place that we've always been. We, we want to better ourselves, whichever way that ends up being just by a simple thing is not simple, but even as something as like big as a move, that is a real ambitious step to make in your life. It's a lot easier than staying, you know, pl uh, placated or uh, stagnant, stagnant. That's a better word for it. I'd like to talk about something that I think is probably going to sound really. But this is a show about American culture and understanding of things, right? And yeah. when I start, before I start into this, right, I want to say that I live I, one of one of my favorite places in the whole world. Never mind the UK, is one of the most in, misunderstood cities in the world, and that's Liverpool, right? When you think of a scouser, someone from Liverpool, they're usually like, "Yeah, I'm a little bit dodgy, mate. I'm going to stab you. I'm going to steal your money." And that was really offensive, and I'm really sorry I did that, but I did that for a reason. I love Liverpool. The people from Liverpool are lovely. <laughs> I've had a good time every time. One of the best nights out you'll ever have. Like seriously, like I've been struggling down the the um, the underground, the, the Liverpool underground, um, and uh, with with a pram that down a uh, downstairs, and always been offered help. You know, it's genuinely a lovely place, right? So that's always misunderstood. Florida has that same reputation, mm -hmm. Andy. Mm -hmm. Did, did that bother you a little bit, or did you do your research first? We've we visited the uh, Gulf Coast. Um, we did the World Food Championships twice when it was here on the the Gulf Coast, and we loved it. That's what made us fall in love with this in the first place. Uh, Orange Beach, Alabama, Pensacola, and Panama City are actually just like uh, I don't know three and a half hour drive from each other. Like if you were going to start at Orange Beach, Alabama, which is where we fell in love with the Gulf first, to where we ended up. It's less than a four hour drive. And so the white sandy beaches, the uh, emerald waters, the uh, warm, warm coastal waters, um, it's all it's all the same. It just gorgeous, beautiful, unending beaches that are so calm and relaxing to walk on. And then um, if you've never you've probably well, I know you haven't, Alex, but if you've never <laughs> been in the Gulf uh, waters, it's considered like uh, the hot tub of oceans because it's just temperate all the time. And like during the summer, it'll be 80, 90 degrees during the winter stays around 60 degrees. Um, one of the fun things that I've learned since we moved here is on these cold days, step out into the Gulf and it'll be 10 or 15 degrees warmer than the ambient air. It's just amazing. Oh yeah. Um, I, my, my mother-in-law lives in a uh, Fort Myers, Port Charlotte area. Oh yeah. So, Oh yeah, so like the like before, if you'd been like, "Hey, Tom, Florida," I'd be like, "Yeah, man, Orlando, fucking Orlando's the shit." Which Orlando's fine, you know, it's in Walt Disney World, all the all the good stuff about Orlando. But then you visit the Gulf, you visit the Gulf of Mexico, and you're like, "Dude, this is the fucking spot to be." It's always beautiful. It's always warm. There's fucking uh, palm trees Fort everywhere. Fort Myers, yeah, Fort Myers, Myers dude. It's 
Yeah, uh, Fort Myers. I think it's uh, how long? How far is that from? That's only like three hours away or something, right? If I'm like even less. If I'm, mm, I, I yeah, don't. something like that. I, I don't. I haven't learned where everything is just yet, but it's something like that because um, I'll get. <laughs> this is how I gauge how far I am from things. Is if I'm looking on Facebook Marketplace and it says other listings nearby, I know I've seen things from Fort Myers, so it's got to be within like a hundred miles. Yeah. Yeah. So where exactly are you then, Andy? I'm looking at a map. I can see tennis, uh, ten- Tallahassee. I can see Panama City, Gainesville, Rock City, um, uh, <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> so where, so where I am actually in Callaway, Florida. Uh, it's been incorporated into Panama City. But if you type in Callaway, Florida, that'll give you the rough idea of where I am. Is is that where the golf company comes from? Callaway? No, I don't think so. This is no, a okay. little farming uh, community. Um, we were actually living, we're in a neighborhood. It's not very big. It's maybe, I don't know, six city blocks in the middle of a forest and like livestock grazing land, but the lots are huge. We're on a little over an acre. There's an empty acre lot next to us that we're trying to buy right now. Um, huge house. I mean, our new house is 1860 square feet. It's gorgeous. Uh, put up two years ago, paid 200,000 for it. So oh, that's not bad. That's really no, good. Actually. Yeah, that was a smoking deal. Every every contractor or painter I've had through here, because we just had the rest of the house painted. Um, they've all asked me the same thing. They're like, Well, prices are starting to go up. Would you pay for this? And I say 200. Well, and they're just like, Holy shit, you got a smoking deal. Well, the thing is, like, unlike the rest of the country, when when COVID hit, like a lot of like how ha- like everyone was trying to buy houses at that point in the housing market, like skyrocketed. Like I got my house right before the whole thing kind of went and I got it for a really good deal. Um, now my house is worth almost double what I paid for it. And um, it seemed like in Florida, because of how the rumors of like, you know, COVID was running rampant down here um, and down there, excuse me, I'm not with you. Um, Like, I feel like your housing market kind of stayed like reasonable, whereas now that people are realizing like, oh, it's not like a fucking plague city or a plague state. People are like, oh, shit, let's move back to Florida because it fucking rocks down there. There's a reason they're coming back. It's not because it sucks. Mm -hmm. I think Um, there's some of that for sure. Also, the area that we bought in. Uh, Hurricane Michael three years ago really made a mess of this area, really made a mess of this area Uh, where we're living now is shielded, but you can still see their trees snapped off uh, from the hurricane coming through. And there was a lot of damage to the city and a lot of people left and it drove prices down, but only for a short period of time. It drove prices down for about two years. Now prices are starting to skyrocket. We've already gained 10,000 in equity on this place just simply because we moved in. Um, <laughs> your presence made the fucking house worth more. They're like, oh my god, Andy Moffs here, ten thousand dollars more. Well, but a house that has been vacant or has been a rental, when a permanent resident purchases it, it automatically increases the value. So, you know, I, I produce. I'm the producer for a real estate podcast, um, and I remember when I told them that I was going to be moving to Florida. And they were using my in-home studio, and so now we're going to be doing everything remote, unfortunately. But I remember when I told them we're we're planning on moving to Florida, they were, of course, sad. But both of the realtors said that is the absolute smartest thing you could do because your money is not going to go anywhere here. If you sold your house, you could put a down payment on something else, but it would be a, a full lateral move. Maybe not even a lateral move. You might not be able to buy what you have for the money you get for your home. She was just like, I've Florida's on my radar. She said that whole area right there, it's set to blow up. Um, and so 
we've had financial advisors tell us the same thing. Um, again, those realtors, they've all just been like, wow, you're moving at exactly the right time and you're buying at exactly the right time because the whole area is starting to undergo this massive cleanup. Try to remember, I think it's $200 million that Panama city just got awarded from the state for, um, you know, relief, rebuild, construction, cleanup, whatever. And so as they start, uh, cleaning up more and getting these buildings put back together, get businesses into them. This whole area is just poised to skyrocket. And so um, that's another thing about this move is we were doing it to better ourselves financially. And we did, we sold our house. We were able to pay off a bunch of debts, paid off both of our cars. Um, We had uh, a credit card that we had used for our bathroom remodel in our house in Oregon. That's all paid off. My wife paid off some of her private student loans. Um, I had a couple thousand dollars in student loans left. And of course we paid that off. We had enough money to put a big down payment down. We still got money in the bank. Like it was the most solid financial move we could have possibly made because uh, in Oregon, unfortunately things were just stagnant. Now, and you don't have to get in the, you know, the nitty gritty details of all, but like, did, did you at least get what you should have for your house? Because obviously like the housing market, like you said, was kind of, you know, not where it should be. Did you at least, did did you take a hit or were you kind of like surprised with what you end up getting for the house when you sold it? We didn't take a hit, but we did go cheap because we yep. wanted to get it sold. Um, yep. We were thinking that it was going to go up for like 325. We'd bought it for 150, by the way. Oh, so snap. We were thinking it was going to go up for. 325 we originally listed it for 325 went for a couple of days like that and uh then i just told our realtor okay now that it's been up and it's been established i want to drop this down 299.9 um it's going to show that there's a price reduction and that's going to push it to the top of everybody's list that's looking for homes and uh, a couple days later got an offer accepted boom done nice very fucking cool you just you got to kind of could we have gotten more for it? Maybe did I want to be paying two mortgages while we're traveling across the country? Fuck no. So it was worth more to us to just, you know, drop the price down a little bit, sacrifice some of that money. Cause I mean, realistically, what kind of an offer are we going to get? 310, 315, if we re- listed yeah. 325. But since we went sub 300, we did that 299.9. That means it went on a lot of other people's radars. Uh, it made it more financeable because 300 is kind of that weird. I mean, you know, financial institutions, they're not going to go off of hard numbers like that, mm. but, but people generalize what they're able to afford. You get what I'm saying? There's a reason that when things go on clearance, they go, you know, by 97 cents, that number tells you something. So when you go to 99.99, like think about like everything that was sold on TV for the longest time, you know, be like, you know, three easy payments to 39.99. They don't say 40, they say 39.99. And there's something attractive about that number. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fucking well, that was a lot of, that was a lot of moving talk. Go ahead. No, no, I'm doing a lot. I was going to say what, what, uh, moving, obviously, um, you've got to earn a living and stuff. Um, what opportunities have you got in in Panama and around you um, that you didn't have back in Oregon, job-wise? Well, so there are a lot of uh, independent studios that operate around here, radio, television, that sort of thing. Um, really? Of course, as you guys know, um, you know, since my car accident, I really can't go back into the engineering field because um, sitting in a computer for 
10 hours a day is just not in the cards for me anymore because, uh, you know, brain, brain injury things, what can you do? Hmm. And so, um, I really do need to find some other way to, uh, make this stuff work. And it was a little bit of a side hobby for me in Oregon, but now, uh, I would like to try to make it a more full-time thing. And I think that there are a lot of opportunities to do that. You know, I'm working with a production house down here that has um, three or four television shows. I mean, they're on discovery channel. They're on the hunting channel. Um, They're on the outdoor life channel. And so uh, hooking up with them has been really great. And it's also, I think probably been beneficial for them because they're able to just send me a text message, literally the owner, he'll just send me a text message. And he's like, I need the script turned around. And then I'll go and record it, send it back to them. And that's been really nice. And, and it's allowed me to make connections with other people, um, other media spheres that are doing the same thing. Um, I don't know what it is. It was just, it was more difficult for me to break into that in Oregon. I'm not really sure why, but when you come to the South, there's a Southern hospitality thing that everybody talks about. And it's true. It's really not what you know, it's who, you know, and the more connections you make, the more doors it opens and people if they meet you and they like you, they want you to meet the people that they know. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So it's, it's been really, really cool. Very beneficial. Um, when I talk about opportunities down here, some of that just comes down to the fact that um, they're not as closed off and closed minded. They're not as skeptical of their fellow man down here. Like you have to do something bad before they just assume that you're a, a shitbag person. In Oregon, I don't know, there's just a very combative uh, feeling there. It's a very combative nature. It, it's, I, I don't know, people People are just, they're not, Tom, what's what's the word I'm looking for here? It's, it's, um, it's the assumption of alternative motives is yeah. what everybody kind of has, especially like in that suspicious. area. Because- Everybody's suspicious. Yes, everyone's yeah. suspicious. Everyone's like, what are you? Why are you really doing this? Well, you say you want to do it because you're my friend, but do you really mean that you're doing it because you're my friend? Right. Or are you saying it because you want to fuck my wife? Like, what what is what are you saying right now? And you're like, no, I, I want to hang out with you because I just want to hang out with you. Like, yeah, sure, you do. But surprisingly, down south, that's not the way they think. It's it's a right. it's a it's not a weird thing, it's a good thing. It's just it's it's different than what you were probably used to, I'd imagine, obviously. Oh, very. I mean, the motto down there is or, or over in Oregon is like a good neighbor. Stay over there. <laughs> nice. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. I don't know. I, I do want to like, I like the air. I like that area. I think it's Peter. Whenever like my friends moved over there, they're like, Oh, you'd like it. It's a lot like Vermont. I'm like, well, then why don't I just stay over here? Like mm-hmm. if it's so much like where we live, like what's the point of even fucking moving so I can see some redwoods. That's cool. But like, I can do that by visiting, not by moving. I, I like the area that I'm in. I like the way that I've established myself. A, a small town, and I think this is something you can agree with, Alex, um, is when you when you move to somewhere that's smaller than where you've been, it's easier to make a difference than it was where you're from. Would you, oh, sure. Do you think so? Sure. Yeah. Like sure. you, you were before you moved there, you weren't, you know, the, the Shrewsbury biscuit guy, you weren't the dependable yeah. you know, personality. You've definitely established yourself to be this like very dependable, very interested in your community dude. And very, like, I think, very attractive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sexy, sexy, you know, budget minded. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, they say, uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, except for when Alex scratches it, they're like, oh, fuck, he needs a little bit more than just a, a 
scratch back. Like, <laughs> if you scratch my back, I'll suck your dick. Well, Alex, I guess. You know, when you take your shirt off and you get oiled up, you got that Jason Statham thing going on. And um, <laughs> I honestly, I'm dying to have one of your full body massages where you use your body instead of your hand. <laughs> um, I've, I've seen those hues. Baby oil. Hues. That actually is called the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Uh, here <laughs> You've started that trend. He did. It I'm did. a biscuit it's, guy. What's that mean? He's <laughs> fucking roll over. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I know I haven't moved from one side of the country to the other. In fact, the opposite no, no. is literally the next 10 pounds. But, but I think the mindset there means that me, me and Andy have something in common, really, because you are where you want to be. You love where you are right now because you made that choice, right? And mm-hmm. that's the same for Shrewsbury, right? I remember, right? I was walking across Greyfriars Bridge in Shrewsbury. It means nothing to you guys, but it's a beautiful metalwork um, bridge. And there are locals behind me taking pictures. And I'm like, I've never seen that before. They were enjoying, they loved, they were proud to be where they were. And I'd grown up in shit fucking towns that people just don't care. Like, And that, to me, it's it just made me feel proud to be part of that community. So that, that was one of the big things. You know, I wanted to be there to be in Shrewsbury, where at least I know I'm free. (laughs) And he gets it. He gets it. Um, That is such a dude. By the way, I went to uh, Fort AP Hill in Virginia in in the middle of the summer when I was like 15. I went to the National Boy Scout Jamboree. Really, really cool experience I got to have. And that song played like 30 fucking times over the loudspeakers and i'm like i get it i'm an america i'm proud to be an american but motherfucker i don't need to hear that song every 30 seconds Keep if i if i went on a journey like andy did it'd be life is a highway all <laughs> <time. laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. how many times you sing free bird on your travels andy i mean it's gotta be like every other minute you're just like fucking just traveling down the road you're like free birds on again baby you just start yep. cranking up fucking <laughs> I, I can't believe, like, I mean, I, 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 obviously, I can believe you just really said that, but when you like, let's go back to what you're saying about the checkpoints in in California. That's like, like when people say the word checkpoints, I think about like the checkpoints trying to get over the border, right? Like you're trying to go from Mexico to Texas, what have you. It, it seemed it's it's like uh, it's really sketchy that they would have that going to a different fucking state. Like I, yeah. I don't like what that feel like to be an American and like get stopped by other Americans to be asked those type of questions, like really imposing questions. Uh, felt like going through fucking checkpoint, Charlie. I was not a fan. Um, no. Is like, as soon as that happened, uh, I called my wife and I was like, I know we're supposed to be in California for four days, but let's make it two. Yeah. Cause uh, I do not want to be here any longer than I need to be. The roads were fucking terrible. And uh, let me tell you something. The strangest thing about going from orange County to LA County. And of course, LA County. Oh man, that's, that's Hollywood. I mean, that's, that's rich. That's all the stuff. The, the roads are lined with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I'm going to California. Um, the roads honestly were like um like Fallujah after Operation Desert Storm. I mean, they were so fucking bad. They rattled my teeth even in the motor home. Uh the homelessness was crazy out of control. Um passed a couple of tent fires on our way through. I was just like, yeah, I mean, this is basically a lateral move except for everything getting a little bit sunnier and a lot more expensive. We just went from Oregon to a more expensive and a little bit sunnier Oregon. Does it, does it make sense like to you when you travel through California like that? Why everyone's trying to move away from California? 
Like, did it, like, did, I mean, not that it wouldn't make sense before. And it's not like you're like, like you never heard anything about it, but like when you travel through that and you see it all like firsthand, mm-hmm. does it really kind of click and you're like, dude, this is why everybody wants to leave here. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And we stayed for a couple of days with my sister and brother-in-law, sister-in-law and brother-in-law, my wife's yeah. sister, and brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically they just tried to convince us how amazing California was and uh, how we were making <laughs> you know, the wrong move going to Florida and, and the West coast where it's at and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and like really hammered it into us to the point where I finally had to tell my brother, my, like, I, I don't care. I mean, that's fine. It works for you. We're not planning on staying here. So thanks, but no, thanks. Did and, it seem uh, like, uh, did it seem like they had some real Stockholm syndrome about the whole thing? Like, no, Florida's great. Yeah. Like somebody has a, like the mayor of fucking, or the, sorry, the mayor of California has got like a gun poised. I'm like, you say a fucking bad word about California. I'm sniping you out. Like well, it's, it's weird, right? From, from an outside perspective, though, uh, from a Brit looking in, like, oh, when you're a kid, you're thinking, oh, yeah, Hollywood, baby, Hollywood Hills. Now I'm looking at, you know, Kevin Smith having to record in other places than, than California because it's so expensive. People moving away from, from California because it's so expensive. The shitty sort of two-faced fakeness of it all oh you know it's not even that all that the crime and stuff is at the bottom of the list all that stuff is at the top you know and that's that's weird right to look at that and i would definitely if i was going to move over to america it would definitely be on the east coast not the west i find it would have to be it would have to be because you're going to go to hollywood and you're going to probably one of the things that you would do um because i had considered it even is you know go and like uh do the hollywood walk of fame um you can do that you're going to see a lot of used needles stuck in piles of human shit. Well, it's, it's kind of a good thing that's happening though. Right. I mean, not, that's not good and please don't take it like that, but it's, it's a good thing because that means the opportunities that were strictly a California opportunity will now be a, you know, universally American thing. Like you will be able to record in fucking Florida. You'll be able to record in New York. You'll be able to record in fucking Kansas, wherever the fuck you want to be. And it, it won't be so stationary because that was the thing is like, if you wanted to break out and go and do something in the realm that you two gentlemen, you know, kind of move in, you could only go to fucking California for that. Like if you weren't there, but he'd be like, what, what are you doing? You got to come over here to do that right. now everyone's kind of expanding out getting away so you'll be able to go to a texas you'll be able to go where the fuck you want and have that experience well now i can be an instagram butt model from basically anywhere <laughs> <laughs> you're the copper tone kid a fucking dog's ripping down your bathing suit you're like oh i can't wait. oh shit speaking of <laughs> you guys so i've been real tight-lipped about this um some of my close friends and family know but i actually Ooh. caught the rona um like legit caught the rona although in the south for some reason it's like rona light it was a 48 hour flu uh, i did huh. test positive for the coronavirus um i didn't tell anybody from oregon because i just knew what the response would be oh, oh yeah shit you moved to florida you caught fucking covid now you're gonna die congratulations you're an idiot <laughs> but, i mean it's not and that's why I knew that would be the response. And that's why I didn't tell anybody. But yeah, it doesn't um, matter where you are, man. I mean, people are getting it left, right, and center right around me, and I just seem to be immune. Touch words. You know, right. everybody's I'm gonna even go. my own my own wife got it. I lived in the same place with her, slept in the same mm-hmm. bed as her, didn't get it. It's such a weird thing. I'm gonna really? go make out with have, you as I'm, soon as I'm I get to... the, the phlegm oh, and whatever, but you know, I had two days of fever. I didn't mm-hmm. feel very good for maybe a day or two before that. I had two days of fever. And then now I'm on the man. I'm I'm two days out from it. I already did a couple of VO jobs. Like it's you know it was not a thing down here. And I I do 
listen, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, but I do have to think that maybe being in the South where I'm getting lots of sunshine probably doesn't hurt my odds either because I, st- I still have friends. I still know people. I have family in Oregon that have recently contracted. Uh, what's this one? Omicron or Omicron or something Omicron. like that. Yep. Um, a week, seven days in them. And, yep. and here we just passed it in, in three days. So I do have to kind of, I mean, I just kind of have this internal compass that's telling me like, if I was going to get it, I think this is the right place to get it. Yeah. And see, mm. the thing is like, uh, the pro- I don't know why we're still, okay. So why are we still treating it like it's day one Corona when we are two years into Corona? Like we have a better understanding of like how it gets passed. We have a better understanding I, of how to treat ourselves. Well, I don't understand why we're still treating it like, oh, you're now a leper okay. for catching Corona. We have the responsibility. Like you, I'm sure you weren't like, okay, I got Corona. I'm going to go and hug and kiss some babies right now. You probably did what everybody else does when they catch it. Stayed home. They quarantined themselves, kept, you know, kept their distance. And then it's back in action. I don't understand why people have that mindset of like, oh, you are now the worst person in the world because you caught this and stay away from me forever. Obviously, you weren't following the rules. (laughs) (laughs) You were obviously Obviously licking. (laughs) (laughs) That's like human nature, though, isn't it? I mean, like, look look at the AIDS pandemic. Like, what did people do? They were the most... Nobody showed any empathy or sympathy towards anybody that contracted AIDS during the AIDS pandemic. It's like, fuck you, you're going to die. See you later. Yeah, nobody wanted. Yeah, they're like to be near anybody. It's like yeah. you were probably fucking needles, weren't you? That's why you caught the AIDS. You were fucking needles, <laughs> and you were licking the homosexuals, weren't you? You're like no, the I Hollywood just, Walk just... of Fame. There were needles <laughs> stuck in human pieces of shit, and you were eating it like Pac-Man, weren't you? you dirty one. Yeah, I would have blamed um, it everywhere else, but like, dude, I must have caught a, I must have caught the Rona when I traveled through uh, California. Fucking, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine. Yeah, there's, exactly. it, there's, there's, a, there's a huge load of shit going on in America and in the UK at the moment with uh, with, with Boris Johnson because it's been announced or they've been found out that they've been having wine parties on Fridays in, in, in Downing Street whilst they were telling everybody to stay at home yeah. and it's caused a fucking huge honestly even like Tory supporters are like what the fuck there were nurses sleeping in corridors people dying in corridors people who couldn't go to funerals of loved ones people couldn't get married people couldn't do this that the other whilst in Downing Street they were like oh, oh this is a nice wine isn't it and cheese and crackers fuck the general public we are who are who we are and, and it's just nuts isn't it like you, you're talking Tom about why do we behave the way we do with when it comes to COVID I feel like it's because we're told to Kind of, yeah. it's kind of encouraged to be that way, and that's that's because, you know, I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist, I'm not at all, genuinely not, and that usually comes with a conspiracy. But I do feel like we're told these things to keep us in line. I'm bit. not a racist, but but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really well, am not the- a conspiracy theorist at all. I really am not. But like, it just feels like it just makes it easier if people are scared. Well, you know? I don't like what they're kind of preaching right the second. Don't worry, I I'm not we should all stay safe, right? Like that's first and foremost. Please anyone that's listening right now, don't take this as we're not saying be safe. Let's be safe. Let's be responsible. Out, you know? But the thing is, like, my kids ask me like almost every week, when can I get the vaccine? I'm like, I don't know if I want you to get the vaccine yet. Like, there's really no children dying from corona, and I don't think I want to give you anything that you're supposed to have. When I got the vaccine, like, don't go wrong, me and the wife got it. Uh, she's in the healthcare field, and obviously, like, you know, I, I gotta go and do my job. I don't want to not work, so I'll get it. I don't really care. Like, I I'll do the what they would call the responsible thing. I'll do the thing that is asked of me because that's who I am. I'm I'm placating, but like my kids. On the other hand, like I don't want them to have the migraine that I had to have. I don't want 
want them to have the fucking mm-hmm. fever that I have. And if they were saying, oh, without the vaccine, kids are dying every single fucking second of every single day. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, let's get that vaccine. But they've done such a good job indoctrinating the fact that we should get the vaccine that now my kids literally ask me all the time, when can I get it? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want you to have it. I don't know. That's yeah. actually like legitimately scary. That it is. Your children are so indoctrinated that they're coming to ask you when they can get it. That's that's pretty freaky, actually. And it I'm is. not again, I'm not anti-vax or anything. I haven't gotten the vaccine because I have trouble with mRNA vaccines. Yeah. I've been through this many times. Uh, flu shots. Those are mRNA. Uh, I haven't had one since five years ago. I had a super bad reaction, ended up in the hospital. So it, I just mRNA vaccines. I don't I don't do it. Um, but beyond that, this has just gotten way too politicized. Um, you know, it's it's just it's gotten it's gotten weird, especially considering the statistics for coronavirus. And and I mean, look, I know people who've passed away from it. I understand that. But uh, let's see here. What's it been seven years ago? Um, I had a grandparent die of the flu. It turned into pneumonia and, and they passed away. And it, I'm not saying that this is the flu. I'm just saying, I agree with you. There's a lot of fuckery going on. And just like you were saying, Alex, you know, we have a lot of public figures here, government officials that are very, uh, do as I say, not as I do. I'm telling you, you have to lose your job. You have to shut down your small business. Uh Meanwhile, I'm going to go to the French Laundry and have a, a fun dinner with 100 of my friends. You know, hypocrisy. No, in thy name is rich. It's people. hypocrisy of the highest order. Let's show hands off my penis. <laughs> let's 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 get the fuck out. Let's not get out of here the show. But we got like 15 minutes left. Alex wanted to do something else. Let's let's get out of the fucking downward spiral. Let's let's peek it up a little bit. Alex, you. you I was you, about to go and start talking about, about Russia and Ukraine. So yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. So I asked a couple of people. We only got two responses because I only very quickly put it up. But I want to talk about our first cars because obviously you're from the horsepower hour. Um, are you still recording? Or have you taken a bit of a break while you moved? Are you still recording the podcast? We're recording. It's been sporadic, unfortunately. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. Just, you know, the move, painting the house, Rona. I actually sprained my ankle a couple of weeks ago, too. So it's there's been some weird stuff here. I'm shaking <laughs> my it? head because he's like, I've fucked my wrist up. I've broken my wrist. I've got the corona. Like Everyone... Everyone in Oregon's like, you know, you never would have sprained your fucking ankle if you didn't move, Andy. It's all your fault, I guess. That's why they're so pissed off when he left, because the hospital's like, well, who the fuck's going to pay us? I will also say, um, since we moved down here, it, not that it's been particularly hot and humid, I certainly have not been uncomfortable, but I've lost 15 pounds. Oh, I hey, think yeah. um, between right. just the climate change to something that suits me better and mm-hmm. uh, the de-stressing. Um, yes. It is so fucking stressful if, living in Oregon. You are you're in constant fear of everything. Uh, you're in constant fear of, you know, having your friends cancel you from your friend group. You're in constant fear of uh, what new mandates are going to come through. You're in constant fear of, uh, you know, having your business checked in on. It just, you know, it's it was a lot of shit like that. I mean, I I know people who had their home businesses. I don't want to say raided, but but the sheriff's office came around with a, a health department person. They were like, hey, are you operating correctly? And one of them wasn't and lost their business. So, you know, there's just getting out of that c- scenario has been very good for my body, I think. Um, 
finally finally down um right at 250 i mean that's still fat congratulations it's good um but anyways uh <laughs> first cars right yeah first cars. Well, so first of all um i'll go to the comments we'll talk to the comments andy what was your first car so what i'll do is i'll find a picture of it the first car you ever bought i think we've probably done this this before we did um, but it's okay there's nothing wrong with uh with re going over stuff especially when it's a fun topic like first cars it's very american yes. Uh, 1993 Mazda Protégé, green. Yes, Mazda. Now, is that the rotary motor engine, um, or is that just like a standard? Uh... The Protégé was their four door. It. If you took a 1993 any Honda, any Toyota, any Mazda, that's a four door, uh, Econo box sedan, they all look nearly identical. Um. And car racism. I, I talked to Alex about this when I started. Car racism. Car racism. <laughs> Why do we still have master cylinders and slave cylinders? Oh, my Apparently. God. Horrible. That's hilarious. Right, so, sorry. Uh, Ryan uh, Berger, who's a big-time fan of the show. Uh, hold on, let me just uh, upload this. Ryan Berger, we love you. Um, he said he had a... A 95 Pontiac Grand Prix, uh, which I oh, believe nice. is... Oh, nice. Which is... Is, is this it? Yeah, look at that bitch. She's so sexy. He said, the wires in the steering wheel that controlled the stereo were funky, and sometimes when you turn the wheel to go around the corner, the stereo would turn itself down. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Love it. Um, and... Um, uh, Jane Pickwith, who's been joining us on our live shows, I love you, Jane, very much. She said she had an, uh, over in the UK. We we have our registrations by numbers, and she's uh, letter, sorry, and she said she had an E-Reg Ford Escort, which is like, oh, oh my dad had one of those. Like not obviously that, but like he had a Ford Escort. It was a standard. It was blue, and that was the first car I ever learned how to stall because I was like like 11 10 years old and i tried stealing my dad's car and i didn't know how to drive standard so i got it to back up and it, and it jolted and i learned i didn't know how to drive standard that that's the car like the old rally ford escort they're pretty cool um Dude, well that's that's the funny thing right like because they they always make a really great version of shit and like you might see that ford escort and be like ew but then you'll see like the other like the rally edition or like uh they had a rally edition beetle that my my uh principal of our school like the head principal um because i'll be like look at that stupid fucking beetle and then you hear go what and you're like oh shit like she had it fucking macked down mm. yeah man that's pretty cool i'll find a picture of one of them but um my my first car was a 2003 because i started driving at 30 a 2003 uh renault clear <laughs> um wow um that that's what i learned to drive in pretty much until it died and then i went to my pug my favorite i love my pug um standard or automatic that's automatic. I drive an automatic because okay. uh, moving from Telford to Shrewsbury, I had to drive to work. So I was like, fuck, I've got like 10 months to learn, a year to learn to drive before we moved to Shrewsbury. And I did it. Um, but I, it's I don't, the quickest way to learn to drive. I don't know when it changed. And Andy, you can probably agree with this. But like when, when we were growing up, it was actually like a rite of passage to know how to drive standard. And I don't think that's really a thing that people care about anymore. Everybody just wants ease. Well, it's not cares. standard anymore. That's that's the thing. They call it a standard transmission, but it's really not. I mean, back when they called it the standard transmission, that's because it came with a manual. And if you wanted the automatic, you had to pay a little bit more for it. Now everything is reversed. If you want a manual transmission, good fucking luck, especially with modern performance cars, because they're all dual clutch, automatic shift, um, you know, beefy 
hybrid transmissions, I guess you could say. I mean, they're not exactly automatic, floppy but they're bells. not exactly manual either. Yeah, yeah a little no. floppy. Uh, so BMW, um, their dual clutch gearboxes with the flappy paddles, those actually are a manual transmission, but they have the electronics that shift them. And so if you need to replace your transmission in like an E46 M3, you can get one of the quote unquote uh, dual clutch gearboxes, and it's exactly the same as the manual. Um, not every transmission is that way, but but a lot of them are. And um, and but no, I I agree with you, uh, Tom. It, it's it, it was like a rite of passage because back when we were kids, I mean, most cars were still manual or at least available in a manual. And if you didn't know how to drive a manual, then you weren't going to be able to drive. Nowadays, it's one of the things that you hear in movies all the time. You don't know how to drive stick. <laughs> well it's it's because like your friends would be in the car with you and like if you missed the shift or you fucking like sh- or you clutch too early or something like, like people made fun of you like you were a bad mother like you were bad not bad mother you were a bad driver at that point like ew you fucking like you don't have the timing right like you don't have the feel for your car get out of the fucking driver's seat before you destroy your transmission it was a thing it's not a thing anymore now like my kids could drive my fucking car like they don't need you don't need to have the yeah, look at that. That's that a Mark One Escort. That's a Mark yeah. One. No, Mark One Escort rally car. That is, yep. beautiful. That's Mustang, like dude. I drive that fucking thing. That thing's beautiful. Like, oh, I like yeah, the curvature. It's, it's got like this specs. nice uh, combination of like like the hard edges with the rounds, and that's something that like. I, I, like the 90s cars were not really pretty a few of them got it right like the 3000 gt was a really pretty car um but like a lot of them they they were doing like this weird like um like really too rounded um edge for their fucking thing and it just wasn't appealing i i'm glad that like cars now really have like sharp edges even like my my uh chevy uh traverse like the mirrors are just like you know like a blade and shit it's, it's really mm. pretty mm. tom's first car was <laughs> Was this again? Yes, it was. was Nissan Quest uh, van, and I loved it because I took out the middle seat. I had I didn't have the moonroof or anything cool like that. I um, but yeah, I used to like get like ten of my friends in the fucking car. We just drive around taking bong hits and shit. That's that was the that was the mode. I fucking it love that thing. Me, it reminds me of um, not another team movie. Road yes. trip. Yes. Yes. Then go to the next house. <laughs> house party. <laughs> And I've, as I've told you, Tom, um, ironically, your car out of all your buddies' cars probably had the most performance um, capability, I guess you might say. <laughs> and, and to your point, I mean, it's I've never seen a Nissan Quest performance version, but, uh, you know, Alex, like your Clio, that had a performance ver- version. The um, sports, the 16, 16V sports version, yeah. Oh, we'll also look up the uh, Clio uh, V6. They had a V6? Yeah, they did a, a limited run Clio V6 where it was a mid-engine car. And there's actually Ooh. a cup race. It's called the Clio Cup Race. Yes, there is, yeah. And uh, that was that was pretty pretty mean. Same with the Ford Escort. Um, even the Monster Protégé had you know performance versions in other countries. Like uh, the Protégé was called the Familia in Japan. And the Familia came in turbo, turbo all-wheel drive. Um, Shit. And, in America, all we got was the front wheel drive version. Oh, of course. In the UK, it's all about like these tiny little cars. Oh, shit. I drive that. Terrible. Dude, I drive that fucking thing. That thing's badass. Sorry about that. Yeah, that fucked too. Um, do you, like a really good example of this is like the Dodge Omni. Um, the Dodge Omni back in like the like the late 80s, it was like this little itty bitty car. I didn't have one, but they had a turbo 
version of it. That was so the GLH. Do you know what that stands for? Uh, Go like hell. Go like hell, baby. Go like hell, baby. Fucking, it's fast as like my buddy <laughs> took me for riding that thing, dude. Go it like was hell, baby. <laughs> it was fast, man. Like I, I've, I've had very few cars that throw me back, dude. And he had that thing like just pimped right the fuck out. Went. Brrr. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Um, but show them my other car. My other car, like, everyone made fun of me. Like, all my friends made fun of me. But I had more fun driving my second car than I did any other car, period. It, it didn't look like that. Um, but it's same body shape, same everything. It was the uh, 1993 Ford Thunderbird. It had a 5.0 high output motor, the same motor as the fucking uh, Mustang. It was real-wheel drive, dude. Fucking that thing, like, I could kick the ass end out and just fucking, like, you know, Tokyo drift my way up hills every single day. I loved that car and it was the fastest grocery getter i've ever driven in my life yeah i i mean when you when you where we are now we've hopefully kind of moved on a bit more successful and we've gone and bought different cars we've, we've you, yeah. you know tommy got new no loads of different cars yeah. that first car though has a special place doesn't it you know you, where you will never be able to replace your first car like um well it's just, it's just a nice feeling um andy did you have a huge car collection you had to get rid of before you moved down? Actually, I had already been kind of working on paring things down. And so we just had our two vehicles. Um, oh. What? Yeah, let's see here. I parted out. Um, yeah, I parted out my last race car. That had been a multi-year process. And then I'm trying to think. Um yeah, no, I, uh, a buddy of mine came and got the uh, 1940 Chevy Coupe project. Um, another friend of mine came and uh, got his, uh, his uh, Volkswagen pan. It was just, it was just the pan and uh, some associated components. I mean, it was stuff that we were kind of building together, but uh, I just told him, Hey, I'm not keeping this stuff. I don't want to uh, sell it out from underneath you or anything like that. So why don't you just go ahead and take it. And those went to their, respective new places to to sit and rot in <laughs> 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 my property um on a quick thing wh- uh, what's one car that you've always wanted let's 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 end with that because we are running very very close on time um alex what's the one car that you've always wanted it doesn't matter how ridiculous it was what's the car that you've always wanted uh weirdly because i used to love my rallying games was uh, lancia delta i know i can't drive stick or anything but like it's one of those cars that i just <sighs> oh especially in the rally get up oh I'll try and find a picture of it. The Lancia yeah, Delta. please do, because I, I don't know what that is. Obviously, Andy does. I, I don't know what he's saying right now. So I'm going to screen him. Andy, what about you? What's one car that you've always wanted? So I have a real affinity for uh, 80s turbo shit boxes. I don't know what my problem is. It's it's probably because of the brain injury. But uh, I want a second generation toy- or a, a second generation Mitsubishi Starion. Because they look... They just, they're so quintessentially, you know, classic 80s Japanese muscle car. And I just, I've always loved the way they look. I would literally, I would just buy one and put like an, a Chevy V8 in it because mm. I know that the engine's not going to be, oh yeah, there Ooh, you go. That's Lancer, the Raleigh. Because when you say Lancer, like I think of Lancer. That's all I think about. Like when I hear Lancer, I think Lancer. Fucking like, that's what I think about. Dominate um, the rally, rally World Championship for a couple of years I would like that. That that is pretty. That's a pretty dope car. I mean, like I'm, not, I'd never be able to afford it, but um, especially like I, I've just always wanted one was um the Ford GT. 
I've wanted a fucking Ford GT or a Dodge Viper my entire fucking life. They're just you suck the dick for gas money on corners. I do. Um, <laughs> fucking the Dodge Viper is Western just one of the most. Dude, oh no, don't, don't bring up the sad. Um, fucking uh, the the Dodge Viper is like the, the one of the meanest cars they ever made. American, like it is, it is a race car that they sold for the streets, and it was just nuts. It, it was beautiful even back in the nineties. Like it, it was the most beautiful car that I've ever seen in my life, and I just uh, ninety grand. That's all I need. Ninety grand. There's enough for a used one, bro. I mean, you can get a first generation Dodge Viper. I don't want to call it cheap, but no. I mean, thirty thousand can get you a pretty clean example. Really, like yeah, right you- now, I, I talk date night cars with the wife because we want something kind of sporty, flashy that we can drive on dates and shit. And right now, we're thinking about Pontiac Solstice. It's it's like nine grand. It's cheap. It's fucking convertible. It's you can get them standard. It's cool and all. Um, but like a Dodge Viper for thirty grand, pretty dope. And then I'd be like, no, Dodge don't look at my car. Mind. Dodge Vipers remind me of the Nutty Professor. You know, he changes back and he gets stuck in the car. <laughs> he has to get. <laughs> One of the cars I did fall in love with because I parked my little um, my little uh, two hundred six. Remember that Tom, that car I used to have. Yes. <laughs> I parked it next to a Ram Runner, um, and, and weirdly, I mean, like I don't, you very rarely see Ram Runners in the UK, but one parked next to me. And it was like three times the size of my car, but it was beautiful. And I stood up. I remember like the bonnet comes up to like here. I was like, "Fuck, Jesus Christ, this thing's huge!" But like, oh, yeah. I'd love a run runner. Just so I can be like, I am, I am king now. Nobody else drives on the road but me. Move. I'll just roll over the top. I'll just roll over the top. No problem. <laughs> like Moses part in the Red Sea. Just like, move out the way, I'll run you over. Oh, gosh. Um, Andy, what, what plans have you got for, for horsepower? Then so Obviously, things are sporadic at the moment. You're, you're moving out and stuff like that. Have you got anything that you want to sort of tell the listeners that you're getting ready for? You know, um, we've got some really great guests coming up. Um, we're going to be talking to, um, you know, the marketing team for, uh, fortune auto suspension. We're going to be talking to, uh, more performance shops down here because obviously in the South, um, automotive, automotive performance is a bigger thing than, than it was in Oregon, at least for the last couple of years, you know, with the Rona lockdowns and everything. And so, uh, we're going to be doing a lot more events. We're going to be going racing, um, we're going to have tons of special guests and I just, I would appreciate it if everybody kind of kept apprised of that, um, over at, uh, facebook.com slash the horsepower hours, where you're going to find, um, you know, the, the shows, the podcast, whenever we're doing them live again, kind of sporadic with the lives, but they're always going out in podcast form. It, people can just go out. If they're listening to your podcast, they can just type in the horsepower hour and find our show and, uh, go and, and, and check that out. And hopefully they find something fun and entertaining we try to bring the funny uh we try to bring lots of informative automotive talk um and speaking of uh talk uh maybe they should come and check out my tiktok uh it's the underscore horsepower underscore hour um and it's doing it's doing pretty good um a couple of my uh, little tiktoks have hundred thousand views um we've got maybe 1500 followers i started it a couple weeks ago and um, I'm just putting fun car shit up there, you know, fun facts, funny memes. Um, I did a, a skit the other day that was not very well accepted because I think very few people understand. But uh, if you ever worked in an automotive field, you will very much understand this uh, little uh, eyes and mouth skit that me and my cousin put together. So, you know, just come and check that out. We're having a good time and um, and we're just trying to kind of 
kind of keep it going. You know, it's, it's still a hobby for me. We had a sponsor last year. Uh, they were an organ sponsor. We've of course moved. We loved them. Uh, we left on good terms, but, um, but we're back. Um, just kind of trying to get things sorted out and figured out. You can see sound panels, uh, over my right shoulder here. that still need to go up on the wall. So I apologize for the poor audio quality you're getting from me. You're horrible. Andy, how dare you come on the show? In, in your unfinished room, you piece of shit. <laughs> we did an, uh, an interview with Ant McGinley last week where um, StreamYard were like, yeah, yo, fuck your mixer. We're going to use your laptop speaker. I didn't realize till the yeah. end. Oh, <laughs> no. It's the worst thing ever. So I was like, I've been fucking around with the audience. Why it's late? I was meant to, I was editing it yet to get it out for, for Friday. And I was like, I'm just going to fucking release it as is. There's no point in fucking around because I'm literally, I sound like this, you know, it's fucking terrible. But hey, these things happen. Um, and we are working hard, actually, um, uh, between me, my wife, Kaz, and Tom to try and build up our guests uh, at the moment. We're trying to get loads because it's been a slow start for you, Suck. We're back and stuff, but we're kind of just trying to find our feet a little bit. And it's mm. nice just to revisit old friends, bring people back and have some nice conversations. It's nice to see that you found happiness, my friend. It really is yes. like you've been on this tremendous journey and it seems like you are just out there to just do some great things now because you've you've got this positive mindset you've lost a bit of weight and you now you're in the florida baby you know and it's in the sun and it's nice to see really it is, it is nice to see it's, it's, there's, it's nothing, there's nothing that lifts your spirits more than than walking out onto those white sugar sand beaches and dipping your toes in the water i mean it's just been transformational for me i mean honestly but uh, hey, I appreciate you guys for having me on. You, of course, are doing big things. I always love it. Sorry for the uh, low energy listeners, but again, I did have the Rona like two days ago. So it's true. Boys. Oh my God. It's a good thing no one important is listening to this right now. Because they're like, now you're going to catch the COVID from doing from remote recording. It goes to the microphones, you know, it's a virus. You know, like, virus. My buddy's, my buddy's a financial advisor and he had a virtual conference with a woman. She come up, She comes on with a mask. And he's like, hey, you doing okay? And she's like, yeah, but I tested positive for COVID. Uh, I don't know if you still want to have the meeting. And he was just like, we're on Zoom. I think it's okay. Yeah, that's okay. There's so many that's... people thinking that mask, like, that's bizarre in itself, wearing a mask on a Zoom call. But, like, people are still thinking that the masks protect them. I've seen so many people, like, really protectively wearing masks. I'm like, are you Okay. Have you, do your eyes work? Have you been around for the last two years? Like, what the fuck? Like, um, but anyway, um, we'll end this on a positive. Uh, Andy, uh, did you know that Thorskin podcast is back? Um, no, what? Yes, every Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday night live show has been replaced by Thorskin podcast. We're doing it uh, live every Wednesday with myself, Moose Cooper, and with David over there in California. Um, and it's basically it's, oh, it's so much fun. We've got the return of Butchug Island. Um, don't know if you played that with you, Andy. <laughs> it's basically nope. it's an island with a one-way portal, so you can throw whatever you like there, and we debate which ones go. Um, so far, there's three more things been put on there, but so far, to start off, what we had clowns, Boris Johnson, Justin Bieber, y'all, and Amazon, because uh, David hates. Uh, yeah, he does. He hates uh, what's his, but he's never involved. Anyways, anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could what's all on there We've also got LED lights, uh, car LED <sighs> lights. David had a cold, so he threw his cold in there. And uh, Moose hated his his wife's cuddly sloth. So yeah, they're the things that. I'm gonna, <laughs> it's wow. just fun. Anyway, guys, you can tune in uh, every. Go ahead and add um, haunted like porcelain dolls on there. 
yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll throw them. any any haunted item where people are, talk about like, oh, we kept this in our house, and then everybody died, and so I sold it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> we start like, like the welder you brought with you from Oregon that's haunted I heard yeah yeah, yeah it's true <laughs> I keep it for its spiritual value um, <laughs> <laughs> you can catch those skin guys live every Wednesday at 8pm uh, we also have a website don't we Tom Oh, we have a website. That means we're better than you. No, it doesn't. Um, this means we have a website <laughs> where we can put things on. It's uh, yousucknetwork.com. It is a fun fucking time, guys. We we upload all of our uh, all of our stuff that we do on there. Um, we have past episodes. We have new Thor skin on there. It's it's a great fucking time. And if you like the way our website looks, uh, you don't thank us. Don't don't give us credit for it. Uh, give the credit to the good people at webwatch.com. Webwatch.com, guys. They are a website building company. That's what they do. Um, they will make you a fantastic website, whether you are selling, you know, your, your pubic hairs or your farts, or if you're just trying to upload some good content to entertain the masses, um, reach out to the people over at webwatch.com. They're going to build you a fantastic and functional website. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Sure. I'm going to go have dinner with my family because it's Sunday. That's what you do. Um, Andy, Hi. thank you so much for joining us. Tom, gentlemen, thank you so much. We appreciate you very, very much. And I look forward to everything you got going on. I mean, you guys are seriously crushing it. So thank you. When you're a bit more settled, uh, Andy, you're coming back on, right? Talk to us about how life is for you in a few months' time. Yes. That would be wonderful. Thank you, gentlemen. With his TikTok superstardom. Let's get the fuck out of here. This has been you, Suck Up, and Alex Whiteley. I'm Tom Bruno. And I'm Andy from the Horsepower Hour. Yes. Nice, nice. All right, listen up, spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? Master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck with Alan Tom. Your one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>